Soy San Antonio Football Nation. Yes, more soccer for you during this time of Corona. This time we have the one and only the great coach at UTSA, the main man himself. We're gonna fist bump it for this time. The main man, Coach Derek Pittman. Here we are here at La Quinta in Alamo City in San Antonio, Texas, right across Toyota Field, where we're gonna be doing Soy Saf Soccer Podcast Central. Stay tuned, we're gonna be back real quick right after this whole introduction made just for you. Folks, I'm so happy to be bringing you more content here at Soy San Antonio Football. Hopefully everybody's being staying, is staying safe out there. We wish nothing but the best for each and every one of our soccer family folks on this episode on this featurette we have and we have them back with us the last time we met probably we were barely coming in into the city <laughs> about two years ago taking on a, an amazing program that needed help and now has developed into something beautiful and uh, that is our main man here coach Derek Pittman as we said earlier coach welcome to the show thank you for having me I appreciate it uh, obviously I hope everyone's staying safe in the midst of all that's going on um, thank you to all the service members, but also the health uh, professionals yes, out there absolutely. that are doctors, our leaders, our nurses, all the people uh, doing everything they can to keep our country safe and keep our country healthy right now. Yeah, it's a crazy times. You know, we never, um, you know, you see it in movies, yeah. eventually a contagion or a pathogen or something's right. gonna hit us and it hit us Yes, and it here did. it is. And I think uh, we're doing all right. Hopefully you guys and you folks are staying um, safe and uh, entertain at home, which there's yes. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but there is still soccer going on. We still have information to bring you. Um, let's get going. Let's get the show started off. Folks is going to give it a rundown. We're going to be talking about the current soccer state in our local city and around the country and in this nation and around the world. And then we're going to be jumping into your program, what you guys are doing. I'm excited to talk about this, my friends, and I, I, I can't wait to just put this out to you folks. But let us start, coach. The current soccer state that we are in, obviously, folks, coronavirus has affected the whole world. We're praying for a quick resolution here, and hopefully we are going to get back on going. As far as soccer, it has not been canceled at all. It has just been suspended. Correct. It has been suspended, so we're going to be we're clarifying that right now as per... At least that's what my wife hopes that it's not canceled. Because <laughs> right? Like, I think she's sick of me being home already. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's something else, you know, that you might want to address. That I'm pretty sure she's probably like, look... Calling the NCAA director, <laughs> hurry up, make it happen. I think she enjoyed it. Uh, most coaches, right? Our wives enjoy when we uh, for two days you know, and then go, go like, away and come back and so on. I bet that honeydew list just got bigger. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it did. And she's finding out I'm not very handy around oh, the house. Oh man! But, Anyways, the NCAA has not consent canceled the season, which we're happy about. Right. They just suspended play for safety. Um, and there was even at a point where they said, hey, we're going to continue doing this only at closed doors. They said, no, absolutely not. We're just right. not going to take the risk. Yeah. So which is fine because we want to take care of our athletes because it's the future of professional sure. sports. Um, how are you holding up? How are you as a coach, as a family man holding up during this time? Oh, it's, you know, in some ways, maybe a blessing in disguise, yeah. you know, that uh, gives us as coaches a little bit of an opportunity to focus on our families, uh, focus on take hit the pause button a little bit. 
Uh, no doubt the, the health and welfare of our athletes is the number one priority. And I think that's why you've seen such a, a massive move uh, from not just the NCAA, but the conferences, all of uh, these universities that have suspended classes uh, in, in regards to moving everything strictly online and, and at the same time being able to work remotely from home. And, and so I, I really commend President Amy uh, and, and Dr. Lisa Campos, our, our athletic director, on making these difficult decisions. They're, it's never easy to make no, these choices, um, but at the end of the day, we, we need to do our part and we need to take those steps to make sure that everyone's staying as healthy as possible. And you know, as far as me personally, yeah, it's definitely given me an opportunity to take a step back Made a read, read a few more books. Oh, uh, there you, you go. Know, just it just kind of the like, soccer IQ. Yeah, try. <laughs> you know, and I, I think we get so busy sometimes, just going from one day to the next and one training session to the next, uh, or preparing for this game or that game, that we're not always able to sometimes um, uh, focus on the professional development as much as maybe we'd like and. You know, these are opportunities for us to be able to do that and, and really challenged my coaching staff to do that, try to find ways to stretch themselves and, and expand their mind when it comes to the game. What are some things that we're doing that we want to make sure we continue emphasizing and helping improve our program? But what are some things that maybe we can take a step back and, and, and think outside the box and, you know, in, in every aspect from how we travel to how we market our program to how we, you know, help our players recover from injuries to how yeah. we how we do things from a nutritional standpoint uh, all of those things are you know this gives us that opportunity to really uh kind of go through every little piece as much as we possibly can to to try to continue improving and I, i'm a big believer in growth and and i ask our players all the time to push themselves to get better uh, we talk about it a lot within our program get one percent better every day even within our, I know Coach Trailer and our football program talk about winning the day, yeah, you know, those types of mentalities. And, and we want to do that as, and make sure we're modeling that as a coaching staff, is that how are we stretching ourselves? What are the things that we're doing to study the game and improve? And so once this, uh, you know, kind of pause button does get released and we are able to go back to regular uh, activity yeah, yeah, sure. and, and resume our training throughout the summer, that we're, we're more prepared and we're, uh, in, in a lot of ways, we even talked about as a coaching staff that when we got here two years ago, we felt like we were a little bit behind the eight ball. We were playing yeah, a little bit catch up. Absolutely. Can we use this opportunity to really catch up yeah. and, and to move ourselves forward to feel like we're uh, closing the gap a little bit from how we're studying film to how we're doing some of those things. And so um, that, that's what we're utilizing the time right now. And, and like I said, I joke, but uh, you know, it's been nice to be home, spend time. My daughter just turned, my oldest just turned 11 this past wow, week. And incredible. Yeah. So it's great that, you know, we, we get to uh, hang out with them, be able to, whether it be board games, studying, reading, you name it, um, you know, just even going, taking the family on a bike ride or a walk, those types of things uh, is exciting for us to spend time. And I, I'm, family comes first for me and uh, my wife and kids are, mean the, the world to me. And uh, so the opportunity for us to be able to spend that time focused on them and focused on our faith and the different things that we go through as a family is exciting for us at this point in time. And, and we'll, we'll be ready for soccer whenever it comes back and, and uh, excited to get our team back to things and, and keep moving forward. Well, we're ready to get soccer back on the road. <laughs> you know, currently the state of the world right now, uh, in the soccer world, you know, everything obviously is on pause, but a lot of folks have been going back 
and restudying, reevaluating, like you said, you know, where they stand as far as a program as an individual soccer player. Obviously, you see the Instagrams and the TikToks going right off with these TikTok soccer challenges, which we're thoroughly enjoying here at SoySaf. Yes, we've been getting a lot of uh, inboxes for us to do our own. <laughs> let me just uh, let me work my way up to balancing the toilet paper yeah. on my knees, and then I might end up, you know, I might end up doing that. But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting moment currently in the soccer world. Um, besides this, besides this uh, issue, this coronavirus going on or this COVID nineteen, um, in within the women's soccer, obviously you 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 are coaching. UTSA is only soccer program um, through the NCAA, sure. uh, which is our women's soccer program. And you've been able to pick up this, not just you, but you, and like you say, our players, our coaching staff, and everything that goes into this program has been able to go from, let's, let's face it, folks, here in, UT, in San Antonio, we had, who even knew, who even, even gave the UTSA women's soccer team prior two years past any relevancy, not much, because, you know, they weren't really winning. They really yeah. weren't winning. They weren't really on the, you know, they were really on the um, on the high end, uh, on, uh, on the talk, soccer talk in the town. But now, fast forward and, and to, to 2020, 20, uh, 2019, 2018, this program has just ballooned into something, a potential, uh, a potential, NCAA spotlight in, in San Antonio, and we're happy about it. With now the changes in the U.S. Soccer Federation, let's jump into that real quick. Um, Cindy Parlocone now is our new soccer, U.S. Soccer Federation president. Big deal, we talk about it a lot. That's because she's the first female president to hold that position. Right. Um, and it comes with a lot of pride because she is a 1999er, yep. she is a World Cup winner, she is a 20, 25 year plus U.S. soccer, women's soccer player. And yeah. she's been through the WPSL. She's been through the hardships of what it is to play soccer as a female in this country and just saying, well, we're going to do it on our own. And she's been there every step of the way to create the world's greatest women's soccer team ever, period. Sure. Does this give you hope as a women's coach? Um, in you in UTSA and you and you've been coaching girls soccer for uh, how many years year, now? Twenty, 20 years, years. Yeah. Guide me through that, coach. I mean, what does this for you? What does this change bring to you? What does this mean to you? Oh, it's definitely exciting, right? It, I think it's somebody that's going to think outside the box. That uh, it's not uh, maybe um, someone's cut out of a. a cookie cutter mold that maybe yes. we've had in the past with us soccer um you you've got somebody like you said that has has definitely lived it has been uh at the heart of the movement when it comes to the women's side yeah, of the game absolutely. for sure in this country uh and, and been one of those pioneers uh and so it's exciting because i think you know again i, I don't know her personally but I, I would imagine she's gonna have a lot of um very level-headed individuals that will be in her ear that she can use as sounding boards as she continues to listen to not only and, and evaluate what's wrong with us you know with the u.s soccer organization and what is it what are the things that she can begin to change and, and to adjust and uh continue to improve not only for the women's side but also the men's side and yes we've been dominant on the women's side uh there's no doubt about it but obviously it's important that they continue to be, um, 
you know, supported in, in the same way that we've supported our men's side um, in, in the same manner and, and not to get into the weeds of all of that. But right. at the same time, I think it's exciting for to have a, a strong woman that's been through these processes, been through these things and is going to be able to continue lifting the game uh, across the board and for, you know, really dig deep. And like you said, just like we're doing within our program, I would imagine that, you know, uh, Cindy is doing the same thing within U.S. soccer and taking this opportunity where the game is on a bit of a pause to really dig deep and, and find the things that matter most and what are the, you know, she's going to have to prioritize and, you know, figure out what are the things that they can change immediately. What are some low hanging fruit that they can fix uh, within our organization, our U.S. soccer organization? And then what is her long term plan for bigger pieces and to continue growing the game? Uh, you know, the MLS is doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah okay. there's there's yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, you know, no, I think they're bringing in the players that they need to to create. In American soccer buzz, because for the longest time Absolutely. they would say we're the retirement, retirement league. Well, you know what? It's not, not no, true not anymore. anymore at all. Yeah. You have some yeah. young starters coming up. Hunt, yes, yes, sure. yes. Our young players, a lot of our young players right now. You know, you have the Geos out in Dortmund. You have sure. the Polishics out in Chelsea now. Sure. I mean, we have a lot of young players um, playing internationally level. Which but, is great. Which is great. Fantastic. You know, but then you also have a lot of local talent staying home, playing in these development academies um, through MLS, you know, that have come up, that, that are helping Absolutely. us out. So, yeah, I agree 100%. The MLS is doing what they're doing to create it, uh, uh, create a relevancy of soccer. And Coach Parlo, I mean, I'm sorry, President uh, Cohn is on top of all that. Right. You know, yeah, you have Don, you know, Don Garber, the, the commissioner right. of MLS. And but they got to work together, right? Yeah, they all have yeah. to work together. Absolutely. And I think her biggest thing is, I think, I agree or disagree, Coach, and this is our sure. Soy have soccer talk right now, but agree or disagree with me. Her biggest challenge is saying, okay, Don Garber, you are overshadowing the NWSL. Mm -hmm. If you are all about every movement there is, you know, the LGBTQ day on soccer, the Hispanic Heritage Day, for MLS, they have all kinds of different recognitions for for many many different types of uh, you know right. um, moments that we have in this country. Well, what about the NWSL? How how do you bring back? Cause let's face it, how many teams in the MLS currently? About forty uh, no? in the MLS. MLS. Uh, I think there's just right at thirty two. Thirty two, right correct. There. I think so. It's about thirty two, and then about thirty thirty something in the USL. But how many in the NWSL? Right. Eight. Yeah, Maybe? Eight, eight or nine, eight I think, or nine? With, the, with the addition, yeah, of recent clubs. And yeah. So what's where's right. the, how do we grow that, right? Yeah, how do we you know, how do we create that same buzz? And because the product is definitely I will tell there. you right now. I will tell you right now. And I'm writing an article on this. The Mexican Soccer Federation right now has got over 20 women's soccer division one professional teams. Sure. And that, and they're doing an amazing thing. If you guys focused and you came and saw the uh, and the Corinthians versus the Mexican champions of Las Rayadas out of Monterey, man, those girls are at a complete different, insane international level. Sure. Can they go one for one with our NWSL teams? Absolutely. In my opinion, which one's got the better dominance? Yeah. I, I would, I would I think I hate comparing, that... but they got, they got strength. 
No, they definitely have some technical ability there that you're going to find. And, and But I, I think the NWSL definitely has a product. It's just how do we continue growing it and how do we continue to put butts in the seats and get them a TV deal, get them um, the notoriety. A major TV deal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, because at they least were being put on, on Lifetime at one point. I think they were doing Lifetime, NWSL. Which is great, but then they're also only showing – you know, one or two, or, or a handful of regular season games, and then a couple playoff games. Yeah, right? and then like they'll throw it. one odd team that nobody's really heard of. Like they stick to just Portland, right? You know, Portland Thorns or Houston Dash, and that's it. But then, or, or Orlando, Orlando Pride. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's three teams, but then there's like six other teams that are like, okay, well, what about us? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think that's that's the challenge, right? Is how do we, you know, it, it, it's the core at least. For the longest time, it was where we were going to have a, a women's league that was going to go, yes, right, absolutely. And, and and not fold, and because it's folded what three times before, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and so the fact that we now have the NWSL and it is attached to the MLS at least uh, in a lot of ways, and, and to hopefully help it sustain itself. But at the same time, how do we continue growing it? How do we continue expanding it? How do we you know make sure that you know, we have the Portland Thorns and the Seattle Rain type crowds. You know, how does the dash weather, you know, uh, that continues going in the, a positive manner, which is super exciting um, for all of the women's sports. But again, just to be able to continue growing it, to continue expanding so that we can have, you know, in a couple of years, 12 teams, 15 teams, and eventually would be great. And, you know, it, it, and again, the, the sport is still in my opinion, growing Correct. here yeah, in yeah. the United States. Absolutely. And, it's, 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 uh, it's an, I, think, I think it's in its pre-adolescent phases now. Especially I think, on the women's side yeah. from a professional standpoint. I mean, it, who, who would have projected even you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, that the MLS would be where it's at? No, no a, not. A lot of people, matter, they said they gonna yeah. be, it was going to fold. It was going to be gone. Uh, you know, the NFL was going to overshadow it. MLB was going to overshadow it. NBA was going to overshadow it. And right now, let's face it, Yep. The MLS is really up there. Yeah, you know, when it comes down to viewership, NFL is going to be king and sure. all these things. NFL and NBA will always have, uh, you know, most of the American audience. But the fact that MLS is now competing, if it hasn't already surpassed in some regards, what the MLB has, you know. Yeah. It, it, no, agree. And again, they were very intelligent how they um, put the MLS when starting in the spring and finishing in the fall to compete with the MLB as opposed to going head to head with, with the, the NFL, the NFL the NBA, market. Yeah, 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 it just it's, didn't make it, a lot of sense. It's smart. So with that being said, you know, soccer is on a growth in America. Yeah. Completely agree with you. Soccer is growing in San Antonio. Yes. As, as, as the national stage is growing, we want to work it our way down. Obviously, we always work at the top levels and then we go to the, you know, and then we're, we're going to hit it locally. You, TSA, and San Antonio, has exploded in the last three years in soccer, specifically in women's soccer. The clubs have been doing an amazing job. You've been doing an amazing job. You're, you're packing your fields. I mean, your stands, you know, there's how, yeah. on average you have now what? We average about 500 people, 450, 500 people a game. And you got these dudes out there with sombreros and, <laughs> and trumpets, and you got your own little following yeah. section yeah. support. It's beautiful. The Bad Birds have been a, a great addition. Those guys have have been so not just supporting us but supporting all of UTS athletics yeah yeah what they do at baseball games to football games to basketball games and, and it, which is exciting for us because when they come out to Park West 
you know, being in an outdoor facility, yes. like they, they're not really they're restricted. Not used to, yeah, yeah. Well, they're not restricted on what they you can say. They can just be as crazy and yeah, exciting. Absolutely. And, and they're super professional with really everything are. they do. That from us, we bought them buckets to, you know, putting scarfs on them to whatever we can do to have them sit behind uh, the opposing team and, and heckle them and cause chaos and. And we hope that their their following continues to grow, and and we know that the more we win, the more yeah, people are going to get excited about absolutely. coming. Up. But they've been diehard. They've been really supportive and really helpful um, in, in growing uh, our our support from not only these types of things for us to continue growing our brand uh, as a program and as a team, but uh, and again, there's a lot of really exciting things going on at UTSA. But there's a lot of really exciting things going on in San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, when we first when we first met two years ago, when you first got here two years ago, yep. there was probably one or two women semi-professional teams in this. At that time, actually, there was one that was actually pretty playing. much classics. It's, it was it yeah. was blossoms. It was blossoms, classic elites yep. when you first got here. They were the only ones playing. Soy Sack was there. And if you want to go and relive those moments, um, it's still on our YouTube channel, Soy underscore Sack Space TV on YouTube. Follow it. It's all there. There was only one team. Yep. Um, Athenians at that time had put themselves on hold. Prior to you getting here, right. Athenians had played. They were the only ones. Yeah. And then Blossoms became the only ones. And then three ended up coming over with the Corinthians, Athenians, and Blossoms. Today, Coach, straight up, today we have five women semi-professional teams in this city san antonio um surf city sa yep. san antonio um the athenians are back uh the corinthians are back blossoms are back alamo city is back that's five playing in three different women teams in the u.s in the uws united women's soccer united women's soccer two and in the wpsl the women's professional uh, women women's premier soccer league uh, women's professional yep. soccer league they're there yeah and it's incredible how much you can spread out the talent now what does that talk like for you what does that mean what does that what does that indicate you where does that lead you well i, th I think it definitely lets us know there's a huge um buzz for the game you know uh, there's a product out there that you know is exciting it's a place for players to go and play helps us out from a college standpoint because now we have a couple because NCAA limits us on only having five players yeah, in the summertime per team and if we have 10 or 12 players that want to stay here locally and play yeah, now we have out. places to be able to put them um, and, and you know whether it be players that come from you know classics elites or even players that come from now which what is you know the old alamo city which is now going to be uh surf san, antonio. surf san antonio but then you have sa city still you know going strong um and growing the game I, you know there's a lot of opportunities what the corinthians and the athenians continue to do in their area you know and not to mention you, you don't have to go far up the road to tap into lone star no and, no right up you know, here exactly and, and the austin's you know uh texans and austin sting and, and so on so the, the the game is definitely growing and rightfully so because uh you know san antonio being one of the seventh largest city in, yeah. in the country it's overdue right the you game the gonna, game is here it's here it's we, been here we have the hispanic following we have the culture uh, of the game that is happening on the boys' side as well as on the girls' side. And it's great because it's even entertaining to go out and watch high school games oh in the area. Oh, my goodness. It's incredible. Yeah, well, just to see the competitiveness going up and, uh, you know, the various schools that are having success and some of the great youth players that are coming up. And, you know, there's, there's some really, really talented individuals 
that are playing, you know, whether it be at Lee, Madison, you know, uh, Brandeis, Brandeis, Clark, Clark. Oh my yeah, absolutely, and you know, Churchill, I mean, the all of them thing, are doing very well. The funny thing about this is that when we, when our audience, because they're stuck in Texas high school football and Texas basketball, sure. they think that these kids are seniors. You're absolutely wrong. Yeah. The majority, I would say personally, I would say probably 60% of these kids in these soccer girls program, women's programs, and even in the boys program, right, right now we're focusing on, on girls soccer talk. I would say 60% of these young ladies are juniors to freshmen. I would agree. Yes, 60 a lot of, percent of them. Really young. And, and that's that's huge. Yeah. You know, I know, yep. well, I know Brandeis uh, has got probably, I think with Coach Smith out there, she, he's got about six or eight seniors i know uh um, madison's got about 10 seniors but they got like a whole bunch of sophomores and yeah. juniors that are playing as an equal play you yeah, know the sierra wanamakers are decided to come play one season in, in texas high school because that just increase the game because we all know the talent of this young lady going ucla sure and in my opinion and i and i i, I don't like boosting but I, I will give credit where credit is due jenny martinez and martin in my opinion will be the first san antonian local to make a national first team call-up no doubt i'm going to make a bold statement no doubt in my mind yeah that this kid's going to catch the eye of the current coaches because she fits that style in She's my bold. opinion and we'll see what happens, but that's a testament to the growth of San Antonio women's soccer. Now, I get—I bet you are just excited about it. Well, yeah, I, I would think that, to be honest, I mean, we want to make sure we're always recruiting our own backyard. Yeah, right? absolutely. And we want to make sure that we, we know, and, and, and we've worked very closely with all the clubs here in town. Um, we, we want them to, you know, know that UTSA is going to be at almost every event that they're putting on if it, at least one of us on the, on the staff and and it's helped because now we're able to continue recruiting the local talent um, you know I want to say we're going to going to have five or six San Ant local San Antonio wow. athletes on our roster which in the past that maybe hasn't been the case no and, no it was all um, you know a lot of out 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 of state recruitment right. and I, it, it would, I'll be honest with you, coach, it would bust my chops. Yeah. Because I would see the quality that we had in here. And I'm like, this does nothing for our game. You know, when we're losing our top players to other right. big universities outside of San Antonio, there's no reason why we can build something locally with a local product. That's what it is all about, right. correct? For you as a head coach, sure. I know you, you're from, what's your, your state of I'm, residence? I, yeah, I'm, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're so from I'm Tulsa, close, Oklahoma. Yeah. But for you as a coach, uh, coaching 20 years women's soccer, your thing is, this is my home now. Right. 100%. How do I how do I leave? How do I set the standard and say, you know what? Let's let's give exposure. This is what I get from you from our local kids. Uh, absolutely. I mean, we've got ten freshmen coming in this coming fall, and two of those are local talents. Seven of them uh, are from in the state of Texas. Uh, only three of them are from out of state. And, and we're going to continue. I feel like with everything that's going on with UTSA. It, it's becoming an it, we're and we're hoping you know over the next 10 years UTSA continues to grow as a national brand uh, it's not just something local here in San Antonio or even in the state of Texas it's something that's growing bigger Beautiful. than that and uh, on a regional and national level so we're always going to be looking to attract the best talent we can from anywhere we're going to look San Antonio is a great city uh, for student athletes to come to. UTSA, we're building great facilities to continue improving the athletic 
uh, footprint that we have. The university is growing under the guidance of President Amy. Uh, we're, we're, there's a lot of really, really positive things that are going on and a lot of stuff for us to be able to sell academically and athletically and, and even locally from a community standpoint in San Antonio. So we're going to do everything we can to recruit the best players we possibly can, regardless of where they come from. But we, we have a, a plan in place uh, from a recruiting standpoint that we're always going to know the best kids in San Antonio, uh, and we're always going to know the best kids, hopefully in the state of Texas, that we can attract them here to, you know, to UTSA to be able to help us continue moving forward and challenging for a championship. And you know, it, it definitely helps when you're able to keep local talent home. Um, you know, you see the likes of us being able to bring even Kendall Close home uh, fr from her, you know, her transfer situation, and she's immediately implemented herself into our team as not <laughs> just a great player, but a good leader, a great personality, someone that's going to be strong for us for the next two years. And, and when local players are able to see that we're keeping that type of talent. Oh, they want to come and play. They want to come play. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of talented San Antonio players that have come through our program, yes, but we want to continue growing that. We're excited about Brittany Campo. We're excited about Ariana Gomez, those two players specifically for our 2020 class. We've got other players that we're strongly recruiting for 21 and 2022. And as that level continues to improve, like you mentioned, in that freshman, sophomore, and junior class that are currently playing in the high school and club scene, even the seventh and eighth graders that we're seeing that are coming up in oh, those age incredible. groups. Oh, incredible, yeah. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And we're, it makes us super excited. I, I said it when I first got here that I felt like we were, um, I got I've got a great opportunity to be the head coach of a gold mine. Oof, and, uh, I like that. Yeah. Talking about that gold mine, now we're going to be transitioning into, we're done with the soccer talk, but now let's transition into what this gold mine is looking like. And sure. I remember this, we were sitting out at, at the soccer field at your facilities over at Park West, and you, you literally said, you know, hey man, you know what, this is, like your eyes were just, I'm sure. sitting on a golden goose egg here. Absolutely. And, and it's, that golden goose egg has started to take shape. Um, there, there's brand new facilities that are now available yeah. and that are going to be available to you at um, UTSA. Tell me, and folks, get on their page. If you haven't had a chance to go by UTSA, drive by and check these out. This is going to put, in my opinion, UTSA athletic program at a national attention, because this is what's needed to prepare the athlete for either the next level of professionalism sports or to peak at the college level. Talk to me about these new facilities, Coach. Well, you know, it's been President Amy's uh, vision since he got here. Yeah. Uh, he, he's said it numerous times that he feels like athletics is the front porch of the university. Um, just from a branding standpoint, um, yes, we want our academic, uh, you know, success to continue leading the way, and they are taking a great step forward and continue to hire prop, you know, really high-level professors and, and um, you know, faculty that are going to continue moving that needle forward. Uh, but from a branding standpoint, uh, UTSF Athletics is at the forefront of trying to promote the university, promote the community. And he, he wants to invest in all of our sports and invest in not just football and basketball, but all of our sports to be able to be successful. And so they just announced in the last, you know, few weeks the 
construction is beginning on what the Roadrunner Athletic Center of Excellence. Nice. Uh, huge new facility, uh, a bunch of stuff that's been posted, videos and so on and so forth, which is really exciting, but it's gonna be a 95,000 square foot building. Goodness. Uh, two story building that's gonna have brand new uh, academic services, which is much needed for, for, student, our athlete, athletes, for yeah. our student athletes uh, to help our great group of uh, academic coordinators and uh, tutors and so forth have success in helping our student athletes continue to have success in the classroom. It's going to have a brand new weight room. Uh, this weight room is going to be easily three, four times the size of what we currently have. Put us on par to be able to ho hold you know our football team currently right now with the weight room we have they have to go in four different cycles because it's so small uh to get the team the whole team correct, through correct, correct, and, and, yeah. and that becomes difficult now they're going to be able to do that in one or two cycles very and it to be able to have us in there with uh, you know three other sports and volleyball and softball working without, all at the same without time limited time nope no, no limited just... time no limited space have state-of-the-art equipment uh, to continue developing our athletes from an athletic standpoint is, is massive. On top of that, it's going to have a brand new strength and, uh, or a uh, training room area for our sports medicine and sports performance nice. area, which is great because we'll be having uh, hot and cold tubs that can help our athletes recover better. It's going to have state-of-the-art uh, areas for our doctors to come in, and we've got a great uh, you know partnership with UT Health and other organizations yeah, here sure. in town, which is massive. Um, and, and you know those pieces alone from equipment, and it is it's going to have football space, a brand new football locker room, and some areas for them. But it's going to have all of our coaches' offices now in one location. Instead of us being scattered all over the place like we have been for the last 10 years, it's gonna be massive to have all of our athletic administration, all of our marketing team, all of our ticket offices, you name it. Anything to do with athletics is going to be in that one-stop shop. Uh, from our equipment room, you, you name it, it's all going to be there. And on top of that, just on the outside of that, we'll have a covered turf field and then a grass field mainly for football use but at <laughs> yeah. the same time for us it, it again we all know that our football program is very young in yeah, its yeah, infancy yeah, 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 you yeah. know we're about to celebrate its 10th season 10th season um, which is exciting and with the hiring of coach trailer and his staff it, we expect that that's only going to continue to improve we're excited about the buzz that he's creating and we know that you know the better the football team does the better all of our sports continue to grow and the more donors and alumni that get behind us and continue developing and, and supporting all of our athletes and and that facility alone is, is just massive and and it's projected to be finished in the summer of 2021 so it's nice. going to be about a 16 to 17 month build or so and then on top of that part of that same project is our new facilities out of park west yes no, that's uh, what i'm excited the most yeah, about that, that that's that huge right there yeah i mean the, the race building the the roadrun athletic center of excellence is going to help all sports yes. without a doubt you know but from your for you specifically to, park sure. west for us soccer lovers Sure. So Park West is going to be something. It's going to be massive. It's, it's a 14,000 square foot building that's going to be going out there. That construction is due to hopefully start uh, sometime this summer with, again, completion about 12 months later uh, for the 2021 season uh, is what Dr. Campos has told me nice. on a number of occasions. Uh, so we're excited about that, that that's going to continue moving forward. It's going to have brand new locker room facilities for us as well as women's track and men's track. It's gonna have a brand new, uh, again, training room out there uh, so they can facilitate all of our you know, athletes that need help out there. If, if there's an injury that occurs, knock on wood that that doesn't happen. Yes, but, yeah. but again, be able to just take care of them. It's gonna have player lounges for our sports. It's gonna have meeting space 
for us to be able to have uh, interviews like this after yeah, games, you know, perfect, to have yeah. big team spaces where we can watch film and continue growing and developing our players. And so it's going to be a massive piece because not only is that going to help our student athletes, it's actually going to give us the opportunity to host the conference tournament uh, for future years. That'd which, be amazing. Which is great. So if we can host the conference, you because your home field advantage. Absolutely. And our field is fantastic. I, I would put our field up against uh, our playing surface up against any uh conference team. Yeah, no, agreed 100%. Um, for, but without a doubt, I know uh, many teams have come in uh, to our to our facility as it is right now at Park West, and they're even impressed. They're like, who shares this? Like, no, this is strictly just just, yeah. just the girls' soccer. And you're like, are you serious? Right. I tell the coaches and I tell the players, this is just our program. Right. And that's yeah. it. And that's great. So this is going to help your team overall. Huge. And like we, we, we mentioned earlier before, um, Part of this golden goose egg is not just the facility, what UTSA is doing, what James is doing out there at UTSA, the president, I mean, the athletic director, but it's also the class that you're getting in. You, you're, you have about 10 local kids coming into your program at any moment in time. Yeah, the, well, the 10 new freshmen that will be coming in, they come in uh, July 1st. July 1st. And they'll, we'll move on, and they'll start summer school. And like I said, yeah, seven seven of those 10 are, are Texas kids, two of them being local San Antonio Yeah, Antonio Campa and no, I Brittany. mean, I'm Brittany Campa. Sorry, yeah. Brittany Campa. There's so many Campas right now. They're great athletes. Well, we, needed, we needed to get one of them you to come play for us. You need to get one, yeah, yeah, because, so, you know, no, I mean, Marlene is doing great. IW last yep. year, and now you got baby Brittany Campo, yep. and she's going to be a runner, yep. a road runner next year. And then you also have this other young lady, Ariana Gomez. Ariana yep. Gomez. Now, yep. now, Ariana Gomez is an amazing pickup for me. That she's kid a, she's can a beast. Play. She's that a kid beast. Can play. I would, and I'm going to tell you right now, get excited to watch these kids because I'm waiting to see how Ariana and Brittany fit in with the Kendalls, with the Abby. We talked about Abby, Abby Castle. Uh, yeah. Abby Castle. We talked about uh, Lexi. Lexi. And um, Ellis. and Ellis Patterson, yep. Ellis Patterson, who had that injury the year prior and then yeah. bounced back and did. She's been great. She's yeah. been doing great, you know. And yeah. then Lexi Bolton, the South Florida young lady, who's just yep. crushing it. And it's just, you know, it's and it, to me to bring in these kids to incorporate. You lost some great players, no doubt. Yeah. You got you lost, and and to, for me, I was thinking, goodness gracious, uh, 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 Katie and Lochte's gone. Yep. Harbor Claus is gone. Uh, Harper Lushka. Lushka, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Harper yeah, sorry. Lushka's gone. Yep. Um, uh, Nicole Galan. Nicole Galan. Oh, my goodness. Right. Nicole Galan of San Antonio. Sarah Bahi, Cameron Sarah Hoover, Bahi. Jordan all, Lacey. Yeah. It hurt me to see these yeah. girls go. But very, then, very talented group, but great leaders as well. Great yeah. leaders. you know, And that's one thing that I saw that your program left, these seniors left. Because you've, you've gone further than... I don't think any other program has ever gone this far. You missed out on playoffs by one game. Yeah. And it hurts. It, it, was, it, it hurts. You it went to hurt. El Paso. You gave them a fight. It was a great game. It was yeah, a absolutely. beautiful game. We tried to watch it, but there were streaming yeah. issues with that. But it's okay. <laughs> but it was just one of those last-minute yeah, goodness we, gracious. Yeah. We, but we feel that like was in close the past. The gap. Close the gap, no doubt. To put ourselves in the conversation to know that we, you know, came down to the last game of the season to have a chance to play. But you did beat the number one team in the conference. We did. We you beat did Charlotte beat, on the you road. You beat Charlotte yeah. on the road, folks. Yep. And I, and I'm just laying these blueprints as to what this program has done. 
that's never done before. Yep. You go in Charlotte, if for those of you folks that are just that are just you know wondering, well, why is Charlotte, North Carolina so important? Charlotte, when it comes down to soccer, North Carolina, when it comes down to soccer, yep. is a powerhouse. And for you to go to Charlotte and you know take it to them as as uh, a said, we're gonna yeah. take it to them. <laughs> you took it to them, and yeah. you end up beating them. And I think people in conference in your conference, they were just like, oh. Wait a second. This is not the UTSA real runners of the past. They got something cooking over there. Yeah, we hope so. Yeah, we, we feel like we're building in the right direction. I mean, in 2018, I mean, we I think we opened some eyes with some quality. You did, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. with quality efforts and performances. Maybe the results didn't ultimately um, No, but you, the, the competition was there. You sure. gave these yeah. teams... They had a fight for wins. Yeah, we took Florida Atlantic to overtime. Yeah, you know, ex you know, but we still got our butts kicked by North Texas in 2018, yeah. and then this past year we lost them one nothing and we outshot them. We had a great game, game plan going into that. Thought we did a really good job. We lost to Rice in the 89th minute one nothing. You know, we, we feel like we've definitely closed the gap to be able to get our four wins in Conference USA were the most wins uh, since joining Conference USA in 2013 of any of our soccer programs. We had the best record at, you know, eight wins, eight losses and a tie since 2011. So it, it, there's a lot of huge steps forward that we've taken. Um, you know, it, it, they won a conference championship in the Southland back in 2010. Yeah. But again, the jump from the Southland Conference to Conference USA. It's was a, huge. It was a huge it's jump huge for all jump. sports. Yeah. For all sports. And, because, uh, well, let's just face it. For, for those that, you know, are just like stick to just a team sure. and don't understand the conferences, you know, that conference, there's... I hate saying there's weak conferences. No. I hate saying there's anything like that. But the con the competition level in the conference USA. I mean, you you end up going you end from up from top to bottom. From top to bottom. Huge. Well, this year, uh, the competition took you to University of South Florida. No, well, uh, University South Florida's in, in uh, the American Athletic uh, Conference. But but I mean, but we, but you we played, played them. them. Yep, we played them this year. Yep. And, but you wouldn't be able to play them in a different other conference. Probably not. I mean, not but, not in the way that we did. Exactly. And, but yeah. but and again, South Florida had what three kids that are playing for the U.S. national team and they some, were very some, talented. For I mean, sure. I mean, great. I mean, you had what's that one young lady over at USF? Uh, uh, yeah, Evelyn. Evelyn, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was just, quite good. I mean, yeah. I mean, phenomenal national attention from the. American. Yeah, she was uh, one of the first two or three drafted in the NWSL. No, absolutely, yeah, she, was she was quite a third. She was the third one third picked one, up yeah. Yeah. from the NWSL. She's now playing professional soccer. You went head to head for her with yeah. her, um, and that's. I mean, that that shows what this conference can do. It can take you and that's and, what we want to put be doing. you on the map with some. Give you contention. Well, I'll give you a teaser. Yeah. And this is, uh, but the opening, our opening weekend in 2020, we playing at UT Austin and at Texas Tech. Get out of so here. So we have two, two, Get two, big, two big games. Uh, we, we have, uh, yeah, we You're have. You're going up against the Big 12. Well, that's, oh, that's what we. Well, oh, my goodness. Oh, we sweat. Yeah, well, that's what we want to be doing. We, we talked about that. That's huge. That's yeah. great, folks. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I, it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's great for yeah. me to hear UT is actually going to t return to us in 2022. So we, we've got a number of different things. Where we, we're going to be there. Yeah. We're traveling. Yeah. So is going that way. Mark <laughs> so, my words. We're definitely yeah. going to be there. August 20th is uh, our season Locked opener in. against uh, at University of Texas. Love it. It'll be great. And, and we, you know, we talk about all the time. We want to measure ourselves. We want to recruit players that can play at that level. We want to recruit players that want to compete at that yes, level. Yes, for sure. And, and uh, we'll find 
find out real quick what we're made of and what we That's a tough what team. we're capable. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, again, University of Texas. Uh, Coach Kelly's done a great job yeah. um, to be able to go and then play against Texas Tech uh, that same weekend and play against Coach Stone's uh, teams who have typically, both of those teams have typically been ranked in the top yeah. 25. And Coach Stone loves San Antonio. He, yep. he recruits a lot from yeah, no, here. I'm, ang I'm angry at him for taking uh, Cameron, Cameron clothes at Kendall's yeah, younger yeah, sister. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cameron clothes is headed out there. There's a couple talented. other, yep. uh, uh, on the boys' side, there's a couple other boy recruits going over to Tech. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, no, they've done what, a great job. Coach, Coach Stone's doing great, and he knows. And I remember, um, I remember reading an article where he's talking about the talent in, San, or in, in, in Texas overall. Sure. Um, it was through their through their tech networks, um, Redder networks. I remember him mentioning, you know, Central Texas is huge for us. It's very sure. essential for us, for us to you know put a at least stamp and say, hey, Texas Tech likes is interested in your region. Sure. And you know they picked up Cameron Claus. That's yeah. huge. The kid no, is, she's a great. She's great a junior. If, if she's a junior out of Lee, yep. already committed to Tech. The kid has got one more year. A public high school soccer. I cannot wait. I mean, the defense on this young lady is dominant in the air, strong tackle, and, and, and smashable. She's, she's and she's got a lot a of what I, the way I describe her is a tenacious soccer player. Yeah, she's tenacious in every aspect, in the air, on the ground, on the ball. She just has that tenacity yeah. to the continue. Whole, the whole going. family of closes are very, very competitive. Yeah, they're they're, from, they're great. From, from Danny to mom Desiree mama, yeah, 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 mama they're, Desiree. All, they're all they're intense and and again we, we, but that's what we want to do right we yeah. want to continue attracting top talent from not just San Antonio but all, from South all Texas over. And, you know, yeah we and you said yeah. it you know we want to put UTC on a national map yep and I think you are closely closing the gap we're moving there yeah, yeah. well so. folks UTSA soccer is on the rise it is let's just um, for a lot of those that have always been asking us UTSA only has one uh, recognized soccer team yep. for the NCAA, and that is their women's team. Yes. And we could not be happier about that. We couldn't be any more excited that this team is re representing women's talent, soccer talent. You're doing an amazing job, Coach. Thank, Thank you for coming on to our show here at So San Antonio Football. We're definitely going to be doing a lot more. Follow UTSA's TikToks. Yeah. You guys have a challenge going on. Before we close out, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, just in, in this time of uncertainty, and uh, we're trying to be creative, trying to stay uh, engaged with our fans, engaged with the people that support us. And um, so if, if you don't follow us already, we've got our Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, and same but uh, UTSAWSOC, uh, you can go on and follow. But starting next week, uh, our team's kind of is planning on doing uh, some head-to-head, -head, almost like an NCAA tournament yeah. basketball bracket yeah, that okay. uh, dance TikToks to see who can move on in the bracket and ultimately oh, be our best. Man. So we need the support of all of our fans to vote on our Instagram story and be able to support those uh, athletes and, and just engage with our athletes, ask us questions if there's anything uh, that we can help out. We want to keep people excited and Absolutely. interested about uh, UTSA soccer and everything that's going on and we can't wait to get uh, our whole team back together most likely July 1st to start our summer workouts in July and be ready for August uh, again uh, assuming all of the health concerns uh, you know 
become very, very positive and, and we move past this current situation. But we're looking forward to July and August and, and getting ourselves back out on the field and competing and representing UTSA in the, the right way. We can't we can't wait for more. We, we I mean, we're, we, we're we've only been in quarantine. We're not. We're on lock. What do you want to call it? And so of quarantine for about a week, two weeks right. now. But we just can't wait for to see all the soccer, UIW, o, Olu, um, yep. Trinity, St. Mary's, UTSA, the big five in the city. We cannot wait to watch all of you guys and ladies come back and play some soccer. Folks, stay tuned. So is San Antonio football for now. Feature with Coach Derek Pittman out of UTSA, the Roadrunners. And as I like to say here locally, go Runners. Go Runners. Viva San Antonio, folks. Coach, thanks for being here on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you.